Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell on this Tuesday, the 12th of October, 2021. Trust wherever you are in the world, you've had a phenomenal start to the working week. And before we jump into today's podcast, quick reminder, a couple of things. If you can, please subscribe to the show, press follow on the Apple platform, but also rate the show as well. That will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and running. If you follow, if you subscribe, but also if you rate the show, it makes it a lot easier for people just like you to find information around sales and sales leadership on the various podcast platforms. And if you're able to uh, make comments on the show in terms of what you like about the show, uh, any feedback in terms of what sort of topics you'd like to listen to in the future, really appreciate that as well. And of course, a call to action, which I normally do at the back end of the episode, if you are committed to becoming an exceptional sales leader, but you know there's just some things missing, there's a few steps that are missing and you're not quite getting to where you want to be, uh, and your team's not performing at the level that you know that they're capable of, then let's uh, let's work together. Let me help you become that exceptional sales leader over the next 90 days. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll jump on a call, jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at, where your team's at, and what you're looking to achieve, and we can get started on your uh, journey to becoming that exceptional sales leader as early as this week. So I look forward to that. And uh, hey, if you're interested in that, if you're committed to becoming an exceptional sales leader, and if you listen to this podcast, and I'd like to think that you are, then let's work together and let me help you become that exceptional sales leader in next to no time. So in today's episode, I want to talk about a topic that uh, I've talked a lot about to a number of leaders, talk about to a number of teams, and whether it's whether it's a workshop that I'm running for a sales team or in some cases when I'm working uh, with non-sales teams, because often I'll do workshops for them as well and, and work with their leaders, it's it's a topic of we either make excuses or we make progress. Now, I was doing a workshop yesterday for an organization, and we were talking about progress and trying to get things perfect, and talking about really there's no such thing as perfection, and people who are looking to get things right are often the ones that won't necessarily get the results. They often also are the ones that tend to tie themselves up in knots wanting to get things right and waiting for things to be absolutely perfect before they take action. And we had a really robust discussion around this because the, the key essence of today's message is you can make progress or you can make excuses. You can't do both. So I'd much rather see sales teams uh, make progress and not necessarily achieve the things they've set out to achieve, but at least have the knowledge that they've put one step in front of the other and they've actually taken some chances and they've learned some lessons so they can get better and use that as a platform than to sit back and make excuses. Now, if you've been in sales for a while, you, you'd understand this, that it can be a very, very exhilarating profession, and equally, it can be very frustrating at the same time. And as sales leaders, we play a really pivotal role in this because it's not, and it's not what a lot of people think, because a lot of sales leaders come in and a lot of organizations bring sales leaders in to try and obviously lift the performance of the team, but they see them as, motivated to try and motivate the team. And I fell into this trap very early on in my career as well, thinking that I had to be almost like the, the motivational uh, the motivational mentor to rev, rev the team up on a Monday, get them, get them hyped for the week ahead and literally wind them up and let them go. But that's not the role that a sales leader plays. It's not in motivating the team. What it is, 
uh, as a sales leader, what is important is creating an environment, an environment that will inspire the team to perform. Now, this is not a motivational podcast today in terms of I'm not going to talk about motivation, but essentially, uh, people will perform based on an intrinsic motivation, so a motivation that comes from within. They're not going to be motivated, certainly on a sustainable basis, by extrinsic or external motivation. And this is why a lot of the, I guess, the seminars and conferences that people go to, they might get really excited uh, at the conference, at the end of the conference, and maybe the next day. But as time passes, the, the I guess the, I guess the impact of that particular conference starts to wane. And if somebody doesn't have a really burning desire inside them and an intrinsic level of motivation, a lot of the content they would have learned at these seminars would have been lost over a period of time. In fact, there's a there's a rule that talks about uh, like muscle atrophy, but you've also got uh, mental atrophy as well. That I think it's the research that's been done that there's a huge percentage of content that is lost, or forgotten in a period of 30 days if the person who has learnt that doesn't use it in that 30 days. So. The key thing here is what is the level of motivation and how can you actually create an environment where people are motivated, not become the motivator yourself. So as sales leaders, this is a this is a challenge for most of us every single day because there are sales people who are looking for that level of motivation. Now, in today's episode, talking about excuses or making progress, one of the things that probably frustrates me more than anything else when it comes to sales uh, is that leaders and their teams continue to make excuses for where they're at. Now, I've got both hands in the air here. I was one of these leaders many years ago, and I've fallen into the trap of this. But even today, in 2021, I'm talking to sales leaders and sales teams and sales people that still have some of these, and I quote, excuses that they use as justification for where they're at and justification for not necessarily putting in the effort to get the progress underway to get the results that they ultimately want to get and they need to get in order to be successful. And you've probably heard this as well, or you might have even said this yourself, and it's things like, oh, the sales targets are too high. I can't believe our leaders are asking us to do 25% or 30% or 50% more than what we did last year. Don't they understand that it's a saturated market? Don't they understand we've actually utilized all of our opportunities last year? and they're expecting us to do more, what is it they want to want from us? And it goes on. So sales targets are too high. Uh, a big one that I see a lot is that leads are not hot enough. And I referred a story a few weeks ago for a, an account executive that used to work for me many years ago that expected us and the business to provide him with hot leads. So all he had to do was go and close them and have a coffee and, and sign the order pretty much. So many teams and many sales leaders in particular complain that this, the leads are not hot enough. The other thing they complain about is, oh, customers are just constantly asking for discounts. I cannot believe every single customer I'm having a conversation with, they're asking for us to either throw in something for nothing or give us a massive discount. And it's a race to the bottom. So don't don't fall into that trap. You might even hear, hear excuses such as, well, internal resourcing is inadequate or they're not engaged. Oh, there's so many, we've got enough, we don't have enough people on the on the ground to get all these bids in place, to get all these opportunities converted let alone to get the resources in place for when we do win to then implement all of these. So internal resourcing is not adequate. And then the biggest one that I hear a lot is, hey, our senior leaders simply, simply don't understand. If, I, if my senior leader actually understood what was really going on, then they wouldn't actually be giving me the targets that they would. Uh, but at the end of the day, business is business. They have decisions to make at an organizational level. And as sales leaders, we need to pretty much suck it up and get on with it. But the list goes on and on and on. And so in sales and in business, we can either make excuses or we can make progress. We can't do both. And that's, this is the, the point of today's podcast. And there are so many examples of this, no matter which industry you look at, uh, which country you look at, there's just so many examples of, of people 
uh, making progress and focusing on making progress and being uh, not buying into the excuses that other people perhaps make uh, or sometimes the excuses that they make themselves. And one of the finest examples, most recent examples of somebody who refused to make excuses and simply wanted to make progress was a lady by the name of Jamie Kern Lima. Now, if you don't know Jamie, look her up on Google. She is the founder of It Cosmetics. And she's just spoken on stage at John Maxwell's Live to Lead event uh, that's happened on the weekend. Uh, and I've just I've been privileged about to, to be able to view that, obviously, virtually, because I can't, can't get there. But Jamie, uh, Jamie Kern Lima has a phenomenal story. And she spoke about, this is a leadership program, Live to Lead, and she spoke about failures. And it was about, essentially, the, the, the theme of what I'm talking about today is you can either make progress or you can make excuses. Now, back in the mid-2000s, uh, Jamie was a news anchor. So she was on live TV doing live live broadcasts. And she also suffered from a skin um, a skin condition called hyperpigmentation, or I think it's called rosacea, uh, which meant that she, she broke out in little red welts uh, in, on her face and neck. And she actually was doing this on a live broadcast, and she couldn't, she couldn't get rid of it. So all the makeup she was using couldn't possibly cover it up. So... After trying to look for any possible solution to this particular problem, she realized that there wasn't a solution in the marketplace. So she found a niche in the marketplace. So she started to create a product, an experiment on a product that would help women with that sort of condition. And she founded It Cosmetics in 2008. Now, she started this with her husband in the living room of their house. They'd literally come back from their honeymoon, resigned from their jobs, and started It Cosmetics because they were so determined to find a solution for this particular problem and they found they believed that there was a a niche in the marketplace that they could fill now over the next number of years she would send out product uh, product samples to retailers she'd send it to uh, cosmetic organizations but she also sent it to an organization called qvc which is a television uh, home shopping sort of network where they do live broadcasts uh, in america to hundreds of millions of people every single day and she was rejected time and time again. In fact, she shared a couple of stories. One was with a, about a venture capital organization who loved the product, absolutely loved the product, and got through the due diligence stage, had, um, had been doing a lot of analysis work, and was really ready to launch the product. But at the 11th hour, said it was a no. And the reason for that was that Jamie Kern Lima wanted to be, I guess, the model or use model of models of ordinary, quote-unquote, women to uh, demonstrate the product. And this particular venture capital, uh, head of the venture capital organization literally turned around and said, well, we don't think your product's gonna sell if uh, people that look like you are gonna sell it. And they were basically having a crack at her her weight and her complexion and how she looked. And so she took that on the chin and she kept making progress. She also had a conversation with QVC and QVC, uh, there was a person in there that was, was came in and worked on QVC and actually would, would bring in brands from various different uh, countries. And QVC had such market, I guess, strength that they turned small organizations into big organizations. And one person in particular was responsible for billions and billions of turnover in terms of dollars and revenue for various organizations. And obviously in the process, made QVC a bucket load of money as well. So again, she was getting to the final stages of negotiation and all things were pointing towards It Cosmetics getting a slot on QVC where they could sell the It Cosmetics brand and the products in a, in a live television broadcast on a regular basis. But what stopped it was that uh, Jamie Kern Lima wanted to have, again, uh, normal women depicting normal women in order to sell that particular product because the product was aimed at normal women. 
The guy at QVC wanted to have what, what Jamie, Jamie Kern-Lima talks about as being an unattainable goal. That is, the perfect-looking model with perfect-looking skin. And that wasn't the target market. So Jamie Kern, Kern-Lima stood firm, and what ended up happening is QVC said no. Now, it would have been easy for her, after so many rejections, to stop and make excuses and say things like, well, this is obviously not meant to happen. Uh, I've got a great product, but there's obviously not a market for it. Uh, I'll just give up. But no, instead, she said, I'm going to continue to make progress because I believed in what I was doing. I believed in the product, and I know the product can actually affect and impact many, many people's lives. And so what she did, she kept on making progress. She didn't give up. She continued to refine the product. She continued to send samples out to major retailers. She continued to send it out to venture capitalists. And finally, she finally got an opportunity to come in and talk again to QVC. And in, in her eyes, she, she describes this as being a miracle. She was actually given a 10-minute slot to talk about and demonstrate her product. Now, she hired PR people. She hired people on how to present and how to do TV presentations and all that sort of stuff. And the, the long story short is she was absolutely um, beside herself because she was the one doing the 10-minute slot. And what she didn't realize going into it was that if the sales don't didn't start rolling in within like the first or second minute, what QVC often do is they actually cut. So the person, even though they're given a 10-minute slot, very many uh, products are actually cut at the knees after one or two minutes. So talk about pressure. She was under so much pressure, but she didn't make excuses. She continued to focus on making progress. And she recalls a story that about five minutes through her 10-minute slot, she heard the, the host of the show come in over the top, almost like a, a sound announcer saying, this particular product is just about um, run out, and this other particular product is also run out. So she thought, my God, this is working. Anyway, at the end of the 10-minute slot, she had sold all of her uh, products that had been consigned uh, to that particular 10-minute slot. And the story that people, a lot of people don't know, which she shared on the weekend, was that uh, she had to get a bank loan to purchase all of these products just to have enough product to fulfill potentially the orders for that 10-minute slot. And so it was on a hunch. And she believed what she was doing, but she focused on making progress. It would have been so easy for her to give up many, many times. And she could have made many, many excuses, but she refused to concede and she refused to make excuses. She continued to focus on making progress. And what actually happened then in 2016, because her company started in 2008, so only a short eight years later, one of the major uh, cosmetic companies in the world, a company by the name of L'Oreal, acquired IT Cosmetics, forget this, $1.2 billion in cash. And she then became the first female CEO of a large global cosmetics organization. And I think she's now she was number three on Forbes' Young Rich list as well. And this is from a person who started with nothing in the living room of her house with her husband, with uh, not many, not many, uh, not much life savings, uh, a couple of thousand bucks, and she's now turned it into one point two billion dollars. Now, not everybody's going to get that sort of story. Not a bit, not everybody's going to be, I guess, the the founder of a major cosmetics company. However, the key message is you can either make excuses or you can make progress. Whatever's going on right now, acknowledge it. You don't have to accept it but you do have to acknowledge it. So remember this, that the leader's first responsibility is to define what reality is. And don't shy away from that because it sets the foundation for growth and performance. Now, if you think about all the excuses that we've talked about earlier in the episode and any other excuses you think about, right, those excuses may well be true. 
But here's the thing, exceptional sales leaders will focus on making progress regardless of the circumstances. They're not focused on if this can happen, they are focused on how it can happen. So make progress, because making progress has magic in it because it creates momentum, and once positive momentum is created, it is very difficult, if not impossible, to stop it. And that's exactly what Jamie Kern-Lima found out, and that's exactly what exceptional sales leaders find out as well. So this week in particular, uh, make progress. Make make progress, focus on your team making progress, and allow your competition to make excuses. So hope that message resonates. Trust that helps you in your quest to become an exceptional sales leader and help your team drive those exceptional results as well. So focus on the progress and quit making excuses because you cannot do both at the same time. So with that said, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.